Welcome to the Mujeron Podcast, a place for the modern Latina who is ready to get out of her own way and build the life she wants. I'm Sonia Alejandra, your host and the founder of Mujeron Movement, y juntas we'll explore the topics of self-development, entrepreneurship, community, and everything in between that empowers us on our journey to becoming the Mujeron of our dreams. Vamos a lograrlo juntas. Hola, amigas. Welcome back to the Mujeron Podcast. Today's episode is super special, and I know I say I'm excited in every episode, but this one, trust me, this is someone that I admire so much. I followed her journey um, for a while now, and she is someone that is leading our Latina community into big, big things. She allows us to dream big and gives us permission to really just be our authentic self. Please help me welcome Stephanie Vasquez. She is a CEO and founder of many things. So we will let her kind of guide us through that. Stephanie, thank you so much for being here. Well, Sonia, thank you so much. That was a great introduction. And I feel like I I just need to inject myself and just say that no one needs permission from anyone, especially me, for us to dream big and be bold. That's for sure. Yes. Thank you for that. I I feel like we had a conversation a while ago and um, seeing you just step into the badass women that you are, it, it's just like that example, right, of what's possible for us. So I just want to thank you for always being open and encouraging and always cheering us on even if we like don't talk for a while I feel like we always come back and it's like hell yeah you're doing amazing like I love seeing what you've you've been up to so tell us a little bit more about you and what inspired you to start Aya what inspired you to start Amor Collective and Fair Trade Cafe as well you know um I love this question because when you lay it all out, it sounds like, wow, what she must have had a great plan and this must have like been strategic and none of it was. And I really have found that the looser the grip, the tighter the hold, the more I allow myself just to flow with rather than force things, the more things just kind of open up for me and I'm guided through my journey of life and put in the right place and on the right path. So, um, I mean, I'm a native Phoenician here. And I had always as a little girl just wanted to be a teacher and not to minimize education in any way, because being a middle school science teacher in the Santa Maria community prepared me for pretty much anything, to be honest. And (laughs) I mean, I absolutely loved the community and just the whole thing. And I really thought that I was going to be in education as an educator to uh, middle schoolers forever. That was really it. And I know that now I teach in different ways. Um, However, I had done some travels to Costa Rica, and and when I was there, I was what I call an ignorant consumer, and I drank coffee, the normal, like, sugared vanilla lattes from Starbucks, and I had no idea that coffee came from a plant, and I always like to share this because when women or people in general want to start businesses, there's this misconception that we need to know everything about our trade and about the industry before you can start. And so that's why I really, really just focus in on, I knew nothing about coffee. I just drank it in the morning and thought it was delicious. So on my travels in Costa Rica, that's where I learned that coffee is actually a plant and it's harvested 
in um, not here in the U.S. And then it's extremely exploitative to our people and to Mother Earth. And once you learn something, you can't unlearn it. Mm. So that like the blinders were just busted open. And it was like, okay, I'm part of the problem. And realizing that you're part of the problem, um, for me, shook my soul a little bit. So it's like, okay, what are you going to do? Because I am a look-see move. Like, what's the solution to this problem? Rather than to stay sticky and stuck in that problem, I decided that I wanted to teach in another way. And I wanted to open up a coffee shop to give people another way to enjoy and purchase coffee and to make a social impact in a positive way without it feeling heavy just through a purchase of coffee so that's kind of how fair trade came about that's amazing and I feel like through your work you continue to just plant the conscious part of everything that you do right how have you been able to implement that in every project just really be so intentional and go back to why you're doing what you're doing? So for me, I believe that you can make money in ways that are positively impactful. There's lots of ways of making money. However, for me, I want to feel really good about the things that I exchange time for money. And I want to feel like I have left this world just a little bit better. And any knowledge that I have, I want to share it with the next. And maybe that's the woman in me or the mom in me. I, you know, I don't know. However, it needs to really feel good for me to want to do it. Um, you know, for example, anytime I'm making a business decision at my coffee shop, I'll ask myself, okay, like rather than come from the head, I attempt to think to the heart. And it's the same thing. Before I jumped on with you, I was like, okay, let me get out of my head because I can answer your questions with my mind or I can connect with you with my heart. And that's exactly how I make decisions in my business. Like, okay, is this coming from a space of love or is this simply about the bottom line? And I'm not saying that, that you, as a businesswoman, you're not going to make bottom line decisions. However, I like to have some sort of balance between the two. And it's a, it's a personal balance for myself. Yes, that's so beautiful. I love that because it's, so I want to take it back to when I first started Mujer on Movement. And I had no idea what I was doing, to be honest. <laughs> and I love that you say that too, because there's sometimes when we start things, there's like no real, I mean, we have a vision, but the the strategy and all of that, like it comes with the journey, right? And you were one of the first people that opened up their space so that I can host my own workshops. And I love hearing this side of your story because it makes so much sense on why you said yes, right? Instead of like, oh, well, what's in it for me? And I want you to share a little bit more about for those people that maybe are so focused on the what what's in it for me, right? Or, or what am I going to get out of this? How are some ways that we can ground ourselves and, and go back to the meaning and, and taking the risk of maybe like, hey, maybe this won't work out, but at least I tried. Well, there, there's a few things. The what's in it for me, if you really start to like take off the layers of the onion, that's really coming from a scarcity mindset. And we can get real deep on this. So um, if that's where you're coming from, nothing will ever be enough. Like no, no dollar amount in your bank account, no awards, no recognition. 
however many businesses you have, that's not going to be enough if you're always looking for yourself. There's truly something about humanity when we, I mean, we come from tribal, like tribal communities. So it's never been what's for me, it's what's for us. And that's why I even said the loose of the grip, the tight of the hold. Like I'm open with everything because I don't know what's going to come. And I want to be a resource and I want to support and I want to help. And that was part of the cafe is like, we needed spaces. This was 2007 when I started my shop. In 2007, there was not community spaces. There was not this, um, like I, I refer to myself as a social entrepreneur. That wasn't even a word, you know, like even entrepreneurial programs and like those types of things weren't even a thing. So I had no idea what I was doing, but I know it felt right. And I think that we just had this innate, if we really stay connected to ourselves, we know when we're making a good decision or a bad decision. Yes. So let's get deeper into the scarcity mindset, because I feel like okay. that's something that as Latinas, sometimes we we struggle with a lot um, based on our upbringing, right? What we saw around in our household. What are some of the ways that you've been able to be able to take risks in in a in a place where it's like that self-trust as well and you're not so focused on like the the scarcity if it's gonna come back or in in talking more about like the financial investments that we make oh, that's so hard it's so hard and I don't want to sit here and you know look at you and tell you it's easy and it gets easier over time because it doesn't because as you continue to succeed the risk is higher <laughs> There's more people involved. There's more money that you could lose. It, it, it becomes a little bit more complicated. Um, however, I always ask myself, okay, Stephanie, if you don't do this and you look back, are you going to regret it or are you going to be glad? Because fear will, it will keep you from everything. If we allowed fear to guide us through our lives, we would not make it out of our house every morning because it's dangerous out there. You know, you get in a car, you get on the streets, like, you know, so like re allowing that fear to leave and just go. I, I think about children and I think about when they're first walking and I use a lot of analogies, but um, like when they're first learning to walk and they kind of like wobble on their giraffe legs and they fall on their little pampered behind. And can you imagine if that one fall stopped them forever mm -hmm. and they were just crawling forever? I mean, even your perception of life, the level that you see at would be completely altered if you stop. So I feel like how high can I fly? How much more can I see? How much more can I do? And if I lose, if it's a, if it's a little too risky and I made the wrong choice, we're not going to make it out alive anyway. We're really not. So it, it's almost like this life is a playground so let's jump on all the swings and let's get on the monkey bars and let's push our friends. Let's do all those things so we can have these beautiful, colorful experiences. And that's kind of like I attempt to remind myself when I get scared because I know that there are some people that are like, oh, you know, that's, you make it look easy, but I am just like everyone else, you know? So I, I still feel a ton of the fear. And even with Amor, this was big for me. This was big because we're talking about I'm taking... 25 other businesses with me and I'm asking for them to trust me and something that I don't know what I don't know how it's going to turn out this has never been done there's never been an incubator space like this ever so 
it's not like I can call up my girlfriend who's doing it in another city or a state because we're not. So, and I remember on opening day, um, we were all, we always have a meeting. And before we had opened the doors and before the grand opening, I was crying and I told everyone, I have no idea what's going to happen. I do not know if this is going to work. And I just, I thank them all for their grace and their trust in jumping with me. And if, like, to me, it's visual. I'm picturing my hands with all these women. I mean, picture how beautiful, you know, 20 plus women locked in arms supporting each other as we jump. You're only going to fly. That's all that's going to happen. And so far, we've been flying. I love that. That's so beautiful. How has the vulnerability really changed changed it for you? Because I feel like there's one thing where when we like jump, right? And it's another thing when we jump and we're like, you know what? Just how you said right now, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but we're here for each other. How has that impacted not only your business, but like the people that are around you? I think that it has been liberating. Mm -hmm. It's been liberating to look at whether I'm talking to my fair trade team and telling them, I don't know if this is going to work, but let's try this. <laughs> or if I'm talking to, you know, the nonprofit and all the businesses. But being able to say that, I don't know. It's liberating because realistically, none of us know what we're doing. None of us know what we're doing, but we try to act like we are. We try to convince ourselves that we know. But then there becomes this like childlike excitement and explore like explorative nature that's innate in us. If we just say, I don't know what's going to happen. Let's just go try this. Let's try this right. Like how fun is that narrative versus I have it all together. I know exactly how this is going to work. Here's the plan and let's go. Like that just sounds so heavy. And really like, I think, you know, in all honesty, my first 10 years of business, it was like that. I, I felt like I had to push and I had to prove and I had to like figure everything out. And I have moved so much more now the last five years than the first 10. Mm. And it's because I've just like, let it go, let it go. Yeah, I love that. And I, I, I think there's, man, I can sit here and just share all the conversations we've had. You probably don't even know how much, <laughs> how much they've impacted me, but there's been so many conversations that I've had with you where I have left like, okay, Stephanie also felt that way. Like, it's okay if I feel that way, right? Because obviously, you have so much more experience in business and all of that. And I feel like, seeing a leader just opening up and hearing you say how liberating it is it it really feels I want you to know like it, it I feel it as well so thank you so much for sharing that well thank you for saying that too because you know there's a saying there's a whole phrase that I have up at the shop and it talks about the crazies in the world and I identify as a crazy and part of Part of what I do is my thing is I love to nurture and I love to support people. I really do. It's just part of who I am. And you saying that to me really is confirming. It's almost like you're on the right path. This is, you know, sharing our stories and being vulnerable. It helps the next person. And, and not, again, not that you need my permission or my help, but also like when you see someone stand in their boldness in a vulnerable, real way, it's liberating to us all. Amiga, if this episode is resonating with you, I want to invite you to our signature event, 
Mujer on Movement 2023. This is a day of community, empowerment, and purpose to help you start showing up as the Mujeron of your dreams. It's happening on October 28th in Scottsdale, Arizona, and this event is for you if you are looking to build a growth mindset and maximize your potential, if you're craving connecting with like-minded amigas and want to join a supportive community, if you're ready to stop playing small, put the excuses aside, and become the best version of yourself, this is for you. In this exclusive experience, you'll get inspired by trailblazing Latinas, keeping it real on how they've reached success. You'll gain insight and knowledge to bring your big vision to life, no matter what part of the journey you're on and no matter what that big goal that you have, I can guarantee you that you'll walk away inspired and ready to take action. I'll see you there, amiga. Check the show notes to get your seat and we'll get back to the show. So a big part of your career has been with collaboration like that I feel like is at the core of everything that you've done what what inspired that but also how how do you continue to cultivate those relationships so that you can create this collaborations within the community I I feel like um givers gain Really, the more you give, the more you get. And it might not come today or tomorrow, but it's going to come. However, the fulfillment that I get from working with someone, it's so much more fun. You know, when you sit down, I call it mental grappling. When you sit down, you're like, oh my gosh, I have an idea. And you're able to vibe with that person. Like it's just, to me, success is meant for the two collaboration and success. They go hand in hand. You want to get somewhere faster, you take someone with you. Right. You know, you want to share the story. You Sharing the story is so powerful when you're experiencing it together. I can't tell you how many times like I've looked across from someone and both of us are like laughing because we're like, oh my gosh, this worked, <laughs> you know? And there's just something about that. It's magic. It really is just magic. Like when you're doing things with an open heart and in co collaboration, there's your sauce. There's the secret sauce right there. Yes, that's amazing. So I kind of want to get a little bit more into... Stephanie, like your personal side, if that's okay. Um, totally. Specifically in just the way that you've been able to grow not only like your businesses, but your personal brand. And what have been some of the decisions that you've made that you feel have really impacted that? Is it like investing in yourself? Is it um, maybe just showing up in the more because I mean, the business tips of the day, let's, let's, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's been a, a huge, I love to see that, you know, and I love to see the shift of like, yeah, I've built these businesses, but also like I'm Stephanie. And I feel like a lot of times, again, Latinas, we, we, it's hard for us to share that part. Oh, it's horribly hard. Um, I would say for the longest time, people would say, Oh, who's the owner of Fair Trade Cafe? Or who's the founder of AIA? Because I would be more on the sidelines because I was always worried about, I don't want to be, I don't want to be boastful. Um, I don't want it to be about me. This is about the community. It, you know, I would always kind of like shine the light somewhere else. But there was so, so much confusion with, well, who's is this? 
And I'm talking after a decade, people would ask these questions. And so um, I should, I have to share a story because I think this comes deeply rooted because we're women and women of color. We're coming from Latino Mexican family where this, our generation of woman, women is looked at a little bit different, just a little bit than our mothers and especially of our grandmothers. But I remember as a young child, my dad would always tell me, don't talk and just listen. So I was literally trained as a little, as a little girl to not say anything. So I've done some cool stuff in my life and I've not shared them. Um, I'll share another story. I went to a restaurant and it was this really like this cool local renowned restaurant. And the owner had all his awards on the hallway. And I was looking, I was like, I have that one. And I have that one. And I got that one. And I started looking at it and I was like, Stephanie, why are these in your closet in boxes? Why not share the story of what you've done? And so it was, it was right around that time. I put, this was post pandemic. I put some of the plaques and awards in the, in the hallway at fair trade to start sharing. People now felt so connected to the story and they were like, wow, I didn't know that you guys were around this. And like, it really started to um, strengthen the roots. And I share all of this because it became an aha moment because this wasn't Stephanie wanting to be ego driven. And it's all about me. This is also like standing in the things that we've done so we can show others that it can be done. Because a lot of times that's really all we need to see is that, okay, this can be done. So the business tips of the day that, I mean, that's only been about a year. What I decided is, and I've always, I've always invested in personal development. I think that that the more I get to understand myself and how I work, the better I can lead, the better mother I can be the better future partner I can be, just all around the better human I can be. So um, I had decided that I wanted to start sharing a little bit more on my personal side. And even when you call it a personal brand, it kind of still makes me feel funny, but I understand that it is a brand. Like Stephanie is its own brand that does lead into all the others. Um, but it has been very uncomfortable. I had to actually hire someone to help me because Anytime I would pick up my phone to do like a selfie, I couldn't press record. Or if I recorded, let's say I step closer and I recorded, I would never post it because I was sitting there nitpicking on the angle and how this looked and how that looked. So it got to a point where I just had to hire someone. And he very well the brand and I wanted to share. And he stopped asking me to post because I would nitpick all those videos too. So you're going to see some videos that aren't the best angle or, you know, whatever, have a little bit of mistakes in it. And I, I'm just like, show the imperfections. And, and really, it's just about me. It's a lot of it's for me to stand in who I am so that it's not, jo you know, it's, it's no longer just listen and don't talk. It's like, no, your opinion matters. It matters. And you contribute in another way. Yeah. Well, I, hope you know they're they're impactful just listening to to that and also seeing a side of you that we hadn't been able to see before like it's been amazing and I love that you talk about that because I think even with the women that I work with that is one of the hardest things for us to do to celebrate ourselves and talk about ourselves and brag about like the things that we've been able to accomplish so again it goes back to seeing other women doing it, it helps us just 
be okay with doing it ourselves as well. It's um, it reminds me of one of the we were having mercados on Portland Park, and a mom and a daughter came, and they came just to kind of check it out. And she, she was seven or eight at the time, and the next mercado we had an there's an application process, and we had an application. We had a bunch of them, but we accepted this one. And the mom and the daughter show up, and the mom comes up to me like teary eyes, and she's like, "The last time we were here." my daughter was shocked that all these business owners look like her. And she said that she wants to be a business owner. So she went, she filed and got her LLC, obviously with her mom's help. She created product. And yes, it's eight-year-old product, but that little girl sold because she inspired us all. Like it was literally from one mercado to the next. She was the youngest businesswoman that we had had. And it was just so incredible. And to think that, we weren't, the intention wasn't to do this for little ones, even though we're doing it for little ones. And that's the thing is that we don't understand the ripple effect that our own actions have. So it could be a positive ripple or it could be a negative ripple. Right. I love that. Yes. I, I, and I mean, just seeing you guys grow has been amazing. I know you guys are heading to Orlando now, so that's incredible. (laughs) Uh, tell me a little bit more about what's next for you guys and all things like Amor, Ella, and Fair Trade, and Stephanie. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is the whole "what's next" question is almost comical sometimes. I've, again, I have just given in to this is what's next and this is how it's going to happen. Yes, I have goals. Of course, I have goals, but I always have. I've learned that my feelings are even too too shallow for myself that my goals even aren't even big enough. So to answer your question, I don't know what's next. I really don't. Even even for the U.S. Hispanic Chamber of Commerce to have asked us to come and program out Florida was shocking to us because, you know, we're so, and I don't want to say we're Arizona focused, but because we are in Arizona, this is really where our roots are. So we hadn't even thought that large. But what I will tell you is that Amor Collective it will be in multiple cities. It will be in multiple states that that representation and that type of incubator and shopping experience for both the business and the community is so necessary. And that experience is something that is so incredible. It's almost, there's not words to describe what's happening within Amor with the businesses and with the community. Yeah, no, we need that space like all over. So I Mm -hmm. I love that. And um, it's, it's beautiful to hear you say like also about the what's next, because I think that absolutely, you know, that's something that we were kind of, even though you're this fur far further into your career, it's like, there's still shifts and, and things happening in our lives. Right. Um, but I'm excited to see what's next. I'm excited to see what comes with, um, the expansion and the growth. And, and I've seen the, the, the feedback of Amor, I, I went when I was out in Arizona and growing up in Arizona, it's just beautiful to also see the representation outside because I think our state has, you know, somewhat of a, a stereotype. And I love that we're breaking that. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's amazing to see Stephanie, where can we follow you? Where can people connect with you guys? How can they be a part of all things Amor and Ella? 
So I've attempted to make this really, really easy. You can go to azaya.org. We are a nonprofit 501. There's a link tree and also on the website, it can take you to all the other websites for the programs, um, Mujeres Mercado and the Amor Collective. So they're all interlinked. So whether you go to the Mujeres Mercado site or to the Amor site, they're all going to feed into each other. And also, if you want to follow me on Instagram, um, Stephanie underscore AZSPC. And again, I have a link tree within there that will take you to all the different brands that um, I've created. Yes. And I'll make sure to link all of the things on our show notes. Stephanie is going to be one of our speakers at Mujer on Movement 2023. So if you want to meet her in real life as well, make sure you join us. Thank you again, Stephanie, so much for all of the work that you do for um, the support and just being here with us today. Sonia, thank you. And it's been so fun to journey together. I am on the sidelines cheering you on. I am double clicking on all your posts. and I'm I'm there with you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, ladies, for tuning in. We will see you in October. Mujeron, thank you so much for tuning in to another episodio of the Mujeron podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review so you can help us get to so many more Mujerones. Don't forget, you can also watch our show on our YouTube channel where you can let us know in the comments if you like this episode or what other topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Keep shining, keep working towards becoming the Mujeron of your dreams.